You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Keith Sanderson, animal advocate, writer, and human companion to Max A. Pooch, canine crusader for animals and the environment. Max and I thank you for joining us, and we dedicate this episode as we dedicate every episode to those amazing people who work to save the lives and or improve conditions of companion, domestic, or wild animals. Any listener who has felt strongly enough to do something about an animal issue will enjoy hearing what today's guest, Nick Magel, has to say. Nick is Campaigns Manager at Causes.com, an online campaigning platform. Nick heads up campaign strategy and implementation with activists and nonprofits working on animal rights, environmental, and other issues. We'll meet Nick in a moment, but first we need to take a break to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates. Our guest today is Nick Magel, Causes.com Campaigns Manager. Welcome to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates, Nick. Hi, thanks for having me today. We're really glad you could stop by and see us and we could talk to you. I've seen Causes.com referred to as the world's largest online campaigning platform. Briefly, can you tell our listeners what that really means? Sure. Causes is it's for anyone who wants to campaign for change. Whether your issue is about animals or the environment, maybe it's about marriage equality, whatever it may be, our goal is to connect people who share that common cause and empower them to take action together. So we've got millions of people that come to causes every month, maybe coming to causes to start a campaign. Maybe they're coming to causes to participate in a campaign by signing a petition to a decision maker or taking a pledge to change their behavior. People even come to causes to donate to their favorite nonprofit organizations who may be running a campaign or hosting a profile on causes as well. Okay, and then you you have, I guess it would be specialties, and as I said before, uh, your primary efforts are devoted to animal rights, environmental, and related issues. Is that right? Yeah, so I head up our, our work on all of our environment and animal issues, whether those issues are coming from individual grassroots organizers or from nonprofit organizations. So, again, what's the mission of Causes.com? 
Yeah, we're trying to reimagine what civic engagement looks like in the coming decades, which is a small task. So our mission is to empower people to address the frustrations and the hopes they have around collective action. And a big part of that is connecting people with similar causes together so they can leverage that collective action to make the change they want. And so a big part of the team I work on here at Causes is working with those nonprofit organizations, those individuals, to craft really impactful campaigns and to reach out to the communities that that might have a common interest so that they can then leverage that passion, whether it be animals or the environment, to to some big campaign win that's going to affect real change. Okay, so then, and I'm sure many of our in our audience have gotten an email from Causes.com, mm-hmm. uh, you know, saying save the whale or the penguin or trying to raise interest or inform about some other environmental issue. Now, is this sure. just for big organizations or is this any size organization? Yeah, anyone can use Causes. In fact, we have everyone from International Humane Society to, to my mom is actually <laughs> one of the more common users of causes. I see her on all the time, either signing petitions or or taking pledges. And causes is a place where you can come and be proactive. You can start a campaign. Maybe you want to want to do something about protecting strays in your community, or it's also somewhere where you can come and learn about issues, right? You may not know what type of campaign you want to participate in, but you can come to causes scroll through the animal campaigns, maybe something speaks to you, and then you can participate in that campaign. And a lot of nonprofit organizations will come to causes because it makes it very easy for people to find those campaigns and then leverage their social network to invite their friends, invite their community to take, take action on those campaigns. Okay, so let me see if I have this right. I'll give you an example. Sure. This month, we're having an advocate for anti-gassing of uh, shelter animals. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she could go on to causes.com and do a search finding similar campaigns. Sure, yeah. She would log on to causes.com and maybe pull up the animals tab, which is going to curate our most popular animals campaign and some of the most impactful animal campaigns. She can also just search for keywords, maybe maybe gassing and shelters to see what campaigns might already exist. And so if there's a campaign that already exists and is kind of working towards the solution that she wants, by all means, she can go ahead and sign that campaign, share it with her community, and go from there. But if that campaign doesn't exist, all of the tools are on causes where she can she can start her own campaign and then reach out to her community, invite them, and and run a petition to create that change. I imagine that could be pretty handy because I could then, maybe you may not have anything that causes exactly like what I'm doing, but I can find something similar and pattern it so I, mm-hmm. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Exactly, exactly. And it, yeah, even if there's something that's more localized that doesn't necessarily get at what you're trying to change directly, it'll, it'll give you some good ideas and it'll also make you realize the type of communities that you can reach out to. You know, maybe you can drop that leader a note in the causes email and see if there's some type of way that you can collaborate with the other local campaigns to make a, make this a larger national issue. Ah, interesting. Hey, what about your background, Nick? Were you involved in animal and, and environmental activism before you joined causes? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I always cared about the environment and I cared about animals and, and endangered species, but 
my background is actually in wilderness education. So my goal in life at one point was to make just enough money that I would be able to kayak on the weekends and just kind of camp and backpack for the rest of my life. But as I began to lead more of these trips, I saw a lot of the impact that a lot of our decisions were making, whether whether that's deforestation or whether that's mining. And then with those impacts to the environments, inevitably the impacts to the species that rely on those environments. And so I decided that I wanted to take a more proactive role in, in conservation and animal protection. So I joined a couple nonprofits, Rainforest Action Network and Amazon Watch, many years ago and was working primarily around protecting the Amazon rainforest because of all the deforestation and a lot of the, the oil and oil and gas extraction that was happening there. And through that work, I saw, I saw the power of what it looks like when you can connect communities or individuals with a common cause and then strategically campaign around that common cause and the, and the kind of results that we can get. And so we were working to protect one of the most biodiverse areas on Earth with some of the most endangered species on Earth and really being able to leverage the narratives around those communities and the narratives around individuals and why these species meant so much to them and why they were so important was really very rewarding. And I took a, took a lot of skills from that and learned a lot from these communities. And now I've ended up at causes where I have the, it's more of a privilege than a job to be able to kind of redistribute some of, some of these learnings around campaign strategy while also working in an area that I have a lot of passion around in regards to the animals and the environment. And so it's nice to be able to, to work with grassroots organizers and nonprofit organizations to, to create campaigns that, one, speak to a really large audience, but two, are, are impactful and win. You know, it's interesting, and it never ceases to amaze me, is all the animal advocates we've had on a guest in the various ways they've used their own skill set to be able to advocate and magnify their passion to get and leverage results. And I think you're an example of that. Here you were, a guy who just liked the outdoors, I shouldn't say just, but liked the outdoors and wanted to do more. Mm -hmm. So you made that move. That's really, and I think that's a lesson that any listener should take with them is there's no one skill set that makes you adept as an animal advocate. Would you agree with me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that is one of the larger roadblocks. I think we create them for ourselves, right? And knowing that there is a community out there that shares the affinity and, and shares the change or the, the passion around an issue um, is really important. And two, knowing that there are the tools and that it's not an impossible feat to really get some type of, of campaign that speaks to your cause off of the ground. And yeah, I, I think the, in many ways, creating the change or advocating for the causes that we believe in are very doable and, and we, get in our own, we get in our own way sometimes. <laughs> I think you're right. That's what happened to me. I, I won't go into a long story, but I wanted to do, you know, something with wildlife and, and whatnot. And I got, because I didn't have a particular skill set, I my life was spent doing something else. And finally, I was able to use what my skill set was and come back and do this. Hey, speaking of campaigns, can you share with us a particularly interesting campaign you've worked on recently? Yeah, it's been pretty busy the last six months on animal issues and causes. It's one of our most popular issues on causes. And there's two examples that I think illustrate really well what nonprofits are doing on causes and what individuals are doing on causes. And one of my favorite campaigns in the last six months was this grassroots organizer who lived outside of Merced, California. 
saw a news article where the Merced Police Department were taking injured and ill strays to the to the firing range to put them down. They were essentially using animals for target practice, to put it kind of crudely. Mm. And so this, this organizer started a petition, and the petition took off pretty fast on causes because, like I said, we have a pretty active um, and large animal community. And before you know it, there were 30,000 signatures on this petition, and it was generating some press in the local community and putting some pressure, some pretty significant pressure on the police department to answer for this policy. And lo and behold, two weeks after the petition had launched, the police department announced that they were going to change their policy that was decades old, some 20 or 30 years old, and we're going to begin to call animal welfare experts into any call that comes in in regards to strays and change their policy on how they were putting them down, if they were eating putting them down, which is a pretty significant win for just someone that saw something they wanted to change in their community, came to causes, probably spent a half hour doing a little bit of research on on how best to impact change, put up a petition, and there's a community that it resonated with that really took it on, and, and they won the campaign, which is great. You know, so many times as individuals, we just feel overwhelmed when we see something. So that's a really great story. And you were going to give us another Mm -hmm. example? Yeah, I was just going to give another example on the opposite end of the spectrum as far as local and international. The WWF, who who you may know, came to us about a year ago, and they were running a large campaign to ban the trade of ivory in Thailand. And Thailand is in many ways kind of the pulse of illegal ivory trade. It is a bit of a thoroughfare there. And really, kind of helping or hurting that trade to grow. And so they they came to us, wanted to run a petition or have a petition as part of their campaign, and they wanted to deliver this petition on the eve of the CITES conference, which was in Thailand. And the CITES conference is a conference that where laws are enacted and written in regards to endangered species. And so two days before the conference started, they were able to deliver 1.8 million petitions to the Prime Minister of Thailand, and then subsequently... Two days later, the Prime Minister of Thailand introduced legislation to permanently ban the trade of ivory in Thailand, which is really putting a significant dent on the illegal ivory trade and really a huge step forward for the African elephant. So I just wanted to kind of paint a picture of no matter if it's, you know, on a county level or a country level, there's space for strategic and great campaigns around animals. Well, I'd say so. Those are two great examples. We need to take a break right now to hear from our awesome sponsors, Nick. But when we return, Nick is going to share with us how to effectively use a platform for social good, such as causes.com, in order to maximize results. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Robin Gansert, President and CEO of American Humane Association, the country's first national humane organization, here to tell you about our new show, Be Humane, on Pet Life Radio. Each week, we'll be bringing you the latest news and issues affecting our animal friends, and we'll also be bringing you interviews with Hollywood's biggest animal advocates, here to share tales about their pets and what they're doing to promote a more humane world. Our own highly experienced staff and friends of the organization will also join us each week to share what they're up to in the animal world. I hope you'll stop by. Until then, let's always remember to be humane. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet <laughs> Welcome back to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates. Our guest, Nick Magel with Causes.com, uh, is going to share with us some ways to get the maximum benefit when using Causes.com. Nick, sometimes I get a campaign email asking me to support a cause by signing a petition, but the petition is directed to a government official or a branch of government that can do nothing to help the cause. Is this a common mistake? I wouldn't say it's a common mistake, but it is a mistake we see. You know, if, if we were all born perfect campaigners, I think that we would <laughs> we would be um, being able to create change much faster and much easier, but we're not. And so I think one of the largest struggles we have with creating campaigns is really doing something that we call power mapping, right? And what that is, is really looking to who's the best decision maker for the cause that you want to create or the the campaign victory that you want to achieve. And sometimes it might be a legislative person, a congressman or a senator, and you're actually targeting a governor and the governor doesn't have the appropriate authority to make that type of decision. And so when we see things like that on causes, we'll do some outreach to organizers, ask them what they're trying to achieve, what their campaign is really about, and work with them to find out who the decision maker is that that, that would be most appropriate for those campaigns. And we want to really just be able to instill some best practices around campaigns and people like how do you best create a story so people really understand what your campaign is about and how do people understand why this campaign is working for something that's better like what's the solution that this campaign is actually going to achieve and why is the person that you're targeting the appropriate person for that solution and so those are the big things to think about when you're crafting a campaign like i said we've got a team here that works with our nonprofit organizers and our grassroots organizers to make sure that they're crafting the best campaigns possible to achieve the the victories that they want to. So essentially, it's no more complex than if you're going to speak to any audience, even your local PTA is know your audience, know your topic, uh, know what you want to happen. Exactly. Yeah. It it takes a little bit of forethought, but yes, that's essentially it. Like who's the audience you want to talk to? Who's the most appropriate target and decision maker? And what's the most appropriate solution are three of the main components that you want to think about a campaign. And then is there any time span that's ideal or how do you set time spans? Are they always due to the uh, nature of the campaign or are they open-ended or or what? Mm-hmm. That is a great question. It runs the gamut. We, we've got campaigns on causes that are rapid, urgent actions that might be just 
one week time span. There's also campaigns on causes that act more as, as public education campaigns. And it's much deeper of almost like a systemic change. And that can be years, right? And so it, it really runs the gamut. I would say that most of the campaigns I see typically succeed on causes are campaigns where there's a strategic moment in the campaign. Maybe it's the end of a comment period, or maybe it's when a law is going to be introduced. And that's usually three to four months out, right? You want to give yourself enough time to build up a community on causes and to also get the numbers and the participation that you want to be able to leverage your decision maker. And typically, I would say three to four months around that. It's also really important to craft a campaign where there is this defining moment or this defining date because you want you want to feel like you're working towards a specific moment in the campaign so that then you can you can email your supporters and say something you know we're two weeks out from this big moment and we need everyone's help and we're one week out and so being able to work towards that campaign crescendo is also a really important kind of tactic that we try to use also. I see. So it'd be, or like checkpoints or status status points where you can say, wow, we have 10,000 signatures or, or whatever, and to keep the energy going. Is that something yeah, that you find? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's often more difficult with the longer, maybe annual campaigns to keep that really going. And it's much simpler to do in these kind of intermediate campaigns with three to four months. That's a great point. Now, how long has Causes.com been in existence? Causes has been around seven or eight years. We originally started as a Facebook application, and that's all we were. You logged into Facebook, and you could donate, or you could start a fundraiser for your favorite nonprofit organization. But a few years into that, we really saw the limitations of what that was. It was really exclusively about donations. We tied to Facebook in a very deep way. And so we wanted to, to transcend that and kind of open up this toolbox for people to campaign on any issue they wanted. And so about two and a half years ago, what we did was we brought the application off of Facebook and turned it into its own website, which is now causes.com, and introduced a lot of new actions and tools for people to use. And those are a petition. If you'd like to start a petition, you can start a pledge. Maybe it's a behavioral change to only use products that were not tested on animals. And I'm going to pledge to do that. And then the third is to start a fundraiser or to donate to an already existing fundraiser on behalf of your favorite nonprofit organization. Very interesting. A lot of flexibility that way. Who would have dreamed 10 or 12 years ago that a platform like Causes.com would even be in existence? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a lot different than standing on the street corner and, and collecting petitions, which I, I remember doing in my college days. <laughs> considerably different now. <laughs> Nick, I ask each of my guests this question, and that is, with all the human misery and suffering in the world, how can you justify spending time, resources, and money advocating for animals? That is a big question. It's, you know, it's, it's something I think about a lot, and I, I think it's one of the great things about causes is that you can come to causes and find any issue that you want to fight for, right? And it's not about this issue is more important than this issue. It's about which issue is more important to you and having that outlet to be able to take action on that issue or to maybe even start that issue around something and then organize other folks 
who might have the same affinity as you. I don't think it's an either or. I think in many ways what we're working for at Causes is for people to, to have a passion and then be able to take that passion and transition it into action and then doing that through collective action within a larger community. So I think that's a great question, one that always, I think, puts a lot of campaigns into context, but I don't think it's an either-or thing. I think it's it's an all-inclusive thing, and that's why I'm hoping that causes can be this container to find anything that you want to campaign on and essentially create any change that you're passionate about. Wow, that sounds very interesting. Now, the uh, website address is www.causes.com or causes.com? www.causes.com, yep. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I had that right. And you're on Facebook? We are on Facebook. Um, You can look us up at causes.com on Facebook also. If any of your listeners ever are interested in starting a campaign or have questions, info at causes.com is an email that they can reach the the campaigns team here and we'd be happy to help. Okay, so say I want to uh, start a campaign on building awareness on eating American cod seafood to save sea mammals. So I could just write you and sort of say what I want to do and I'd get some help. Not you personally, but causes.com and I'd get some help. Well, Causes is built in a way where it's pretty intuitive. So I would encourage folks to go on, look at our campaign, see if there's something that resonates with them. If not, go ahead and begin to start a campaign. You know, it's very easy. The steps are pretty clear. And then if questions come up regarding, oh, is this the most appropriate person? Or how can I better tell the story of this campaign? That's where we're more than happy to help out. Okay. Now, will this cost me anything? No, everything is free, and that's that's the great thing about Causes. We want to provide these tools for nonprofit organizations and for individuals totally free of cost. So even if I have a campaign looking for donations, you're, you're not going to take a percentage of it? We don't take a percentage of it. We do have a um, processor who takes, I believe, 3.7% processing fee. But Causes.com doesn't take, doesn't take any money. And at one note on donations, right now on Causes, only nonprofit organizations who are verified can collect donations. So as an individual, I can't go on there and collect for my own project unless it is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And we just do that for, for legitimacy and verification. Wow. You really have a lot going. Um, I hope to uh, have you back on again sometime. You can bring us up to date with what Causes is doing. But right now, we've run out of time, Nick. It's hard to believe that the time has gone so quickly. Thanks for joining us and giving us some insight on how to use online campaign platforms such as Causes.com more effectively. Oh, it's my pleasure, Keith. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. And Max A. Pooch gives you and your colleagues at Causes.com five big tail-wagging woofs. We want to thank you, our listeners, for spending your valuable time with us. You're all fantastic, and we hope you tell your friends about awesome animal advocates. And a special thanks to Mark Winter, co-founder and executive producer of Pet Life Radio, and our sponsors for making this episode of Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates possible. I'm Keith Sanderson, host and creator of Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates, saying thank you to all those animal advocates who work so hard on behalf of those who can't speak for themselves. Max A. Pooch gives them five big tail-wagging woofs. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.